Starburst Radio is sponsored by Arrow Films. Check out the latest releases on arrow.co.uk. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. The event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fam Radio International. And welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We're the editors of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest running magazine of cult entertainment, and we've been running longer than anybody else that covers these sort of crazy films and TV shows and books and everything else. Although I've been sort of walking more than running. Have you? Yeah. You've not been good. I'm not, I'm not just a good runner, me. <laughs> not a good runner, no. no, no. Oh, but you 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 know you do your best, don't you? Yeah, you I know. keep up just about. But, but you run to the fish and chip shop, though, don't you? Oh, I might, I might. Jolt. I've noticed him. I've noticed him speed up when that place is concerned. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we are. Well, I not him. It's not his fault. Um, I'm very sorry that last week we didn't get a show and we weren't on air. We, we tried. Ha- we did try, and we were trying to do a pre-record because we had. Uh, I broke the. Um, shall I say, I crossed the streams. I, I went with my political life and affiliations, which is supposed to not interfere with the, this show or the magazine and, and certainly the bar. So uh, I managed to drag myself, Martin, everybody else and, and everyone at FAB into a, a rally for Mr Andy Burnham, to mm-hmm. the, the Labour shadow minister, who... Was uh, campaigning who, who, who were known as I let him used you used good God oh, bad yeah. English I let him use Fab Cafe to do a little bit of a uh, shall we say a uh, not so much a fundraiser it was more of a uh, it, he answered questions to all the people he was setting his, uh, his his goal out wasn't he he was setting his uh, setting his stall up yeah and see in Manchester I don't know what uh, the rest of the country but we have our mayoral elections underway right now the ballot papers have all gone out and you've got to vote for one of a bunch of people to decide who who out of these three that are representing uh, wanting to represent the Labour Party in it and let's face it Labour are going to win Manchester no problems there it's not a Tory place so it's who whoever gets the nomination by the Labour Party will pretty much end up the mayor of Manchester so I thought it's nice to 
help him out. Yes. And he, he's, he's actually a nice chap. He, he spoke a lot of sense, actually, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Now, the, the, it was a good meeting, everything went well, but that's why we weren't here. We were literally hanging around with Andy Burnham, and I'm sorry. But we recorded ten minutes before we got turfed out the studio <laughs> we because did. it was the live show on. We didn't check. Well, we did check, but someone it hadn't been filled in on the roster that someone was coming in doing the show, so we had no idea. We're partway into the show, and then someone goes, oh, what about me? And yeah. I thought, oh, bloody hell, never mind. So then we didn't get the show, but we did hold this nice little event for Mr Andy Burnham, which yeah. was good. And a lot of people turned up. I yeah. saw a lot of faces there. But there you go, that's what that's what happened. That's why we were not here. The, 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 my politics got in the way. I'm yeah. sorry, it shouldn't. You're not supposed to have politics in this job. You're no. supposed to be completely not talk about politics or religion, they say. Yeah, and we break all them ones. Cer- certainly do certainly do it was good do I, I quite enjoyed it, it, it yeah. the, uh, the funny part of it is if anybody knows uh, Mr Paul Ripley who's my other Mancunian candidate on the show that goes out the political show I do with him he um, I managed to drag him along and he was not that convinced about this guy but he came along and he was quite happy then next minute he's he's holding a placard and then he ends up all over the uh, the the webs the campaign website as like a poster boy with a with a I'm with Andy Burnham but plaque that's, that's in his hand. Bit you in the ass, and it really. Yeah, it did. And then I started taking the Mickey. I even sent him a link, going, "Oh, you're famous now. Look yeah. at this." And he hadn't signed on for that at all. Next minute, an email goes out to about six hundred thousand people, and and yours truly's right at the top, going, "This is why I why." Yeah, and it just says, "I'm what is it? I'm with Andy Burnham because uh, like he because yeah. he cares about Manchester." Simple or something yeah. stupid Simples. like that. Yeah, and um, then a stupid picture of me looking like doing jazz hands with this yeah. with this uh, plaque. So if anybody didn't and know, I was, yeah, if anybody didn't know, I was involved in the Labour Party. They certainly do now, don't they? I get, yeah, I try and keep everything secret. I try and get the fact that I'm a member of the Magic Circle secret, and Chris just told everybody yeah, you and, just, you just and it again now. there's no point well it's too late isn't it it's no one so- listens to the old ones they should be doing they should be downloading I don't know, them all. I don't know. they should I, be going on iTunes and downloading I, everything and catching up with what what you've been up to what Chris was up to well and- what I've had is I've I've literally had letters sometimes of people who go oh listen to that one and I downloaded a load of others so I think it does happen yeah. I don't know how often I've just downloaded the magazine yeah. oh god yeah that 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 was he, last got, he time dodged I, a bullet on that one. But I, I don't I'm think, still not sure was what, that I, the what one to that, say. that didn't record? Yeah. So people who are on podcast won't have a clue what we're on about. No, so. no, 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 that's on. That's that the, did record, did that it? one. Yeah, that was the one before last week, right. and it did. No, no. Did? Oh, no, it was the one before that one that didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Was it the one that had the little Easter egg at the end? Oh, uh, yeah, about the um, the rock. Yeah. And I'll repeat it in case you didn't hear it at the end of that one. It was the cheese and tomato pizza flavoured yeah. rock that made me throw my ring up, basically. Because yeah, they so, were all waiting with bated breath. Yeah, they were at the end. Yes, see. But I said it after the show. It no, was really funny that as well. I didn't. I just. I don't know. Um, don't don't buy any of these weird flavour rocks. That's what I found out. Yep. Just stick stick to the ones you know. Stick to the sticker rock that. But, but you wouldn't have thought the cheese and tomato one. I, I, if you'd have said I to me, have. one of these will make you ill, which one? I'd have said the Marmite one. No, anything the, with cheese. You know, but no, it's not good. So we did that. And on the subject of this show and the podcast, please get your friends to subscribe and listen if you can. Also, if you can send us any 
reviews while you're on the iTunes site if you can review well, the show send them to us. that would be good put them on the site pardon don't send them to us put them on the site yeah that's what I'm saying you know put them said, on the site said send them oh well that's silly that isn't it I shouldn't yeah. have said that we just get loads of emails now I'm hoping not yeah I'm hoping not oh, but you can doing. send emails to the radio show you certainly can and the address is studio at fabradiointernational.com that is studio at fabradiointernational.com or if you want to be just more straightforward in your approach you can just press the button on yep. the screen if you're listening from the website absolutely and that's the way forward and we've got twitter if you want to be at my fingertips mm. you can uh, tweet on starburst underscore mag it's good it's good we're getting there aren't we well we've got a lot to get through this week we have mm. and we've got a magazine on sale as well we have issue 427 suicide squad marvellous picture of harley quinn uh, by Margot Robbie playing the part on the uh, cover and also an amazing Mark Rahill cover of it. It is, it's lovely that. That, that is, the colours alone are uh, absolutely unbelievable. So since last time, Sean has got addicted to Pokemon Go. <laughs> she's she's yeah. wandering around everywhere, uh, walking into the road trying to find these Pokemons. Which is funny because she'd never cross the road when we were out with her. Yeah, <laughs> she's always she always waits till like the, there's no traffic for ten miles either direction. And then now she's off. Yeah, indeed. So, <clears throat> on my yeah. show last night, I played a song by a band called the Stiffies. Oh yeah, I, I like the name. Okay. Uh, called the po- Pokemon Golf so- song. Oh right. It's, uh, we'll when, to, what year to... was that out? Not this year. Oh it's, right. It's only yeah. just come out. So it's, oh right. Okay. They're, they're on the finger Golly. on the pulse. Golly, they're down with the kids. Yeah, it's actually quite funny because it's about that sort of thing about the the girlfriend mm. into it and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah Australian band as well bloody hell not gonna say no it's it certainly took the the planet as I nearly said country the planet by storm I mean everybody's playing it yep everybody's going crazy I still don't understand but, it um, I don't, I'll have to ask Phil Phil is back um, in three weeks he's in Japan I've already seen some crazy stuff on his Facebook. He's mm. been been to a robot restaurant. And yeah, that looked that good. Looks absolutely incredible, doesn't it? But the that's what I'm hoping to see if I go there. Just crazy stuff happening left, right, and centre. And uh, yeah, he he'll be back. And I'm going to be asking him of did it was everybody going crazy with Pokemon Go in Tokyo? Well, maybe that's when we should get him back on the show or get him on the show because he's not yeah. been on other than that. Uh, no, no, little uh, Blackpool escapade. Indeed, it was an escapade, wasn't it? Good Lord. So we've got lots of stuff. There's been loads and loads and loads of stuff come out and happen and be announced this week because it's the Comic-Con season, isn't it? It is. San Diego Comic-Con. And you cannot escape it. The minute that hits, you get bombarded with trailer after trailer after trailer and we've got a load of trailers to go through. Do I think it's annoying that it's a Comic-Con and that Mm. was started as a Comic-Con and now it's just films? Yeah, but it's, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, you see, you, they're all called Comic Cons, but the the, the comic—that's what twenty percent of it now, isn't it? Yeah, the people are still there from the world of comics, and artists are still there, and lots but of they people don't get are there. Lucky anymore, do they? Well, no, because they everyone wants to see the Marvel and the DC announcements on the new movies and some exclusive footage yeah. or some trailer. I mean, what was it last year? Year before was it? It was that that little first clip from Batman v Superman that everyone yeah. was so excited about. Yeah, that got pirated onto uh, YouTube and stuff, didn't well, it? Well, yeah, they, they, I don't believe they don't want that to happen. Come on. Well, I don't see the harm in it in showing people that. Well, anyway. especially, yeah, with some of them. 
the the new um, Rogue One trailer's still not come out from uh, Celebration. I, I've seen it. Have you? Yeah. The one with Darth Vader at the back. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's what I mean. Oh right, no, they I've kept seen that one quiet. See, so oh, they, they've managed to, to hold that one back. Oh no, I haven't seen that. No. Apparently, you just hear his breathing. So, oh, so that's it could that's just, wank. It could just be me. So. Oh, that's rubbish. That isn't it. That that's it. Good God. So, but there might be other footage in it. You know, one of our reckon? writers went and he said it was really good. Yeah, and I'm he was I'm impressed not. that he'd seen something that wasn't shown at San Diego Comic Con. Oh right, well. I mean, it's it's one of them, isn't it? it you, everything that's that's relevant and new and cutting edge, they save for that, don't they? I mean, yeah. you, they, I mean, I can't believe it. And it, you, even if you're not aware that the comic con's on, you know, something's happening because just trailer after trailer yeah. after trailer. I mean, I seem. I mean, we'll talk about some of them. Um, I think pro- probably talk about some of them after the break. We'll talk yeah. about these trailers and also talk about the Starburst Film Festival because, boy. Has it all come together? It is it's time for some big announcements tonight. Up again, isn't it? Yeah, time for big announcements. Time to start talking about what sort of things will be going on. And we have released the day tickets, and I will explain what's on roughly on these days, so that you can have a decide if you can't make it with us for the whole weekend. Certainly, I think. Uh, how much are the day tickets? Twenty five pound fifty. Fifty. Why is it fifty? I don't know. It's probably oh, okay. just the way the twenty five pound fifty. There's probably some fees or something like that. Oh right, okay. Twenty five fifty. Such an odd. That's an odd. I'd uh, have gone for like you know twenty six thirteen or something. Yeah, something random like that. Yeah, twenty five fifty. Oh well, twenty five pounds and fifty pennies gets you a day, a day there. Yeah, there you go. But you don't get any uh, free drinks off us for that. No, no, no. We say if, we, if you ain't got the weekend pass, no, no, you won't be. We won't. We won't sup you some drinks at the bar. No, 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 no. no. That's not not dedication. You've got to, you've got to sleep with us for that and stay over the few the, over and the two we days. Start giving them money. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of stuff. But I am I am quite impressed with the. Mar- I will say just one of these trailers that I was impressed with, yep. Marvel's Agents of Shield, the next season, that little preview trailer. Yeah. And the Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. That's Why the, is the Ghost Rider in Marvel Agents of Shield? Because they've screwed up all the films, so they don't want to do another film, do they? But they don't want to lose the property. Yeah, I get that. Well, no, they've got the property back. Yeah, it was the other company that, that they, reverted they've, back they've, to. They've got to start trying to do something with it. They, they yeah. dare do another film. I don't think anybody would would bother going seeing it. Wait, but I don't understand why everybody thought the first one, the second one, I thought was a bit, ooh, you know, yeah, it they just could, they felt cheap and nasty. Could have done so much more with that, especially yeah. the 3D and yeah. things. Yeah, but but I didn't mind the first one. I mean, everybody bloody hated that for some reason. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really hate it that much it wasn't it wasn't that crazily off you know kilter the ghost rider looked like ghost rider he made a good johnny blaze the yeah. nick cage was nick good cage as him good. i mean the bad guy was not particularly good but it's just lacking in script really wasn't it so. probably yeah that, that's that's the thing but I, I mean visually they nailed they nailed the ghost rider he looked all right yeah. which i thought was part of the battle I, mean, I remember being really really excited about seeing the the second one because i thought oh they're going to nail every problem with this now this is going to be fine we we always do that every sequel you think oh they've listened to this you know yeah spider-man come on (laughs) yeah i know spider-man 2 the amazing spider-man 
yeah. two rather. That's not denigrate that, that something not, that was upset Raymer. Well, his ears were right. His were halfway right. Whereas yeah. bloody the, that that mess, both of them. But the second one was was just oh god, lord! You couldn't have hoped that you couldn't have prayed for for anything worse than that if you on your worst enemy. You know the 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 film was an absolute mess. It was a car crash yeah. and. Yeah, there's no that that was it. Like I'm saying with uh, with Spider Man, that got to the point where I reckon yeah, Marvel, uh, Marvel had to test the water. Yeah, they didn't go straight into a Spider Man film. They because of the mess of Spider Man Two, they had to test the water, and it was very sensible that they just put him in a movie like like Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Where and it see wouldn't hang on him, yeah, and see how how he coped, and then he got got everybody excited. It's more like an extended trailer of it, and I've got to say, the guy Tom Holland was great as yeah. as, as Peter Parker, yeah, Spider Man. Uh, yeah, that I loved remember. I loved some of the things. I loved that scene when he said, "Oh, have you seen that? Remember that really old movie, The Empire Strikes Back?" And everyone were going, "Geez, Tony, how how old's this kid you yeah, got?" You yeah. know, and it was it was very good and. I like the the fact he's terrified of his aunt May finding out, and yeah. you know, it's. I, I'm still not convinced about having a young aunt May. But... Yeah, but you've got a young him, haven't you? Yeah, but he was always young, and she was always because she's a ward. You know, he's the ward of her. Yeah, but like, you, you know. did. But you did. The this is because in the Ultimate Spider-Man, they de-aged her. They had a young Peter Parker at 15 becoming Spider-Man, and they gave him a woman who. They they were saying, well, if this is his, see Aunt May, it doesn't make a lot of sense with it being Aunt May. She should be great aunt to be that age because no. his mother, what what his mother, he's she's the sister of his mother. So why is she an old bag by the, when he's fifteen? Because why is she? Because his mother wouldn't be. She's probably on the early sixties. No, she's not. She looks like she looks like a bloody mummy. She looks like she's been <laughs> mummified in them early Spider Men. Spider Man, Spider <laughs> Spider Man comics, not Spider Men comics. Um, you did no, she looks really old, and uh, like I say, it doesn't it make more sense that that she'd be Marisa? T- is it Marisa Tomei? Yes, um, Marisa Tomei, is it? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. The uh, it doesn't it make more sense that she'd be that age? Uh, Marissa Tomei would be that age, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you've got to have a woman that's old enough to be his mother, but not old enough to be his grandma, whereas the Aunt May, like, for example, Aunt May in the Sam Raimi ones, she was old enough to be his grandma. Mm. Oh, come on, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. That's why Ultimate Spider-Man went, oh, yeah, that was a bit out there, and they tried to correct it by making her a bit younger and cooler and more interesting, because at the end of the day, all the other Aunt May did was moan. Make him some some porridge. Here, moan. Here's some more food. How are you? Oh, what was? And and she was just there, literally, for him to. Have, uh, so he had to sneak out of the house, and there was a bit of a oh, got problems in his life. She married Doc Ock. Nearly. Nearly. That was yeah. a weird story. That. Yeah. That was a weird story. He's seen the pictures where they're going down the aisle, and yeah. he's there, and she's the bridesmaid, the bride's veil on, and all that. I awesome. mean, she uh, married. Am I right in saying who did she marry? And she's actually got married in the comic books now. She's had a lot of affairs with these villains. Well, she's married to. Oh, am I right? Um, she's married. I think she's married to J. Jonah Jameson's brother in the comics <laughs> oh, now, because that was a, a funny thing. You know that made made it comical, didn't yeah. it? But yeah. but yeah, young aren't me. Yeah, 
Now, Mr. Pollard's just uh, tweeted us, uh, one of our oh, yes. amazing writers and our online editor. Yes. He's saying, less amazing Spidey 2 talk. I'm just about getting over that one, especially after writing nearly 70,000 words for that issue. Oh, good Lord. Which ended up having to be put online. <laughs> That that and it's a special little yeah. book only one. Yeah. I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. It it blew it's blown my mind how much they balls that up because and they had they had everybody waiting for that because the other one was a bit wrong. But people were like, well, but we like him as uh, we like Garfield as Parker. Well, the, the we'll, it'll be good if they nail they, it. They did that worst thing they could ever do and say we've listened to the yeah uh, yeah they public. did. Yeah, and and the only thing they did that 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 I was really fed up with was they decided, oh yeah, we will have him swinging around in daylight, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then they took it to the other extreme where he's swinging around in broad daylight and he's just arsing about and that the, the battle in Times Square with with um, Electro, the first one, that was like bloody migraine inducing to yeah. watch you know the the whole thing was was a bloody mess and then and then oh the throwing away the the biggest dramatic moment in the whole saga of spider-man the death of his true love who is about to get engaged to spoilers oh <laughs> i'm happy to spoil this film if anybody what don't bother watching amazing spider-man 2 just send me an email and i'll tell you what happens yeah before we go for the break then uh polly also says um and yeah early aunt may had a face like a dried dried up ball back yeah she so, did. You know, he she did. You. Yeah, she's too old. She, she. That should be his grandma. That. That's what I mean. If they'd have just, they, I don't know where they got this. Aunts and uncles are not that old. Well, they're if not you've nowadays. Got a young but, but no, they're not. What do you mean nowadays? <laughs> what do you mean nowadays? So biologically, well, because... they could have kids when they were fifty odd or something then, but they can't now. Is that yeah, what you're that, that No, a lot now more. there's no nowadays. They get, <laughs> that, yeah, aunts well, and uh, aunts the way and uncles are, are going, old. There's not going to be any nowadays. Oh my god! So yeah, what what old? Old aunts and uncles have, di- have, have gone out of fashion now. They've gone out they? of fashion. It's all youngsters now because they're all bloody 13-year-olds having kids. So, so oh, the, this, the, this, the grands by this the time they're 21. This is a cracking little episode, this, isn't it? Hey, hey, it's <laughs> society and, and what what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Get Andy Burnham the, in here. Yeah, get we'll, Andy uh, Burnham in, yeah. He'll we'll sort it out. Should it out have, you right should have right. asked him asked him that question. What right, are you going to do about the old aunts? Yeah. You're going to bring them back. Old aunts and uncles, we need them with grey hair and yeah. wrinkles. Yeah. They're looking, they're too young, <laughs> too youthful. You know, bloody hell, man. That is that's a that is a weird thing to come out with that. <laughs> that is um, that is as weird as an email I got this afternoon that I can't possibly comment on, but um, you well, know what, what I'm talking about. Yes. Anyway, well, I think we'd better go for a break before I open my mouth and get us in a pile of trouble. Yep. So, yes, here we go. I'll see you soon. Both of us, in fact. Want the latest news from the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment without journeying to the dark side? Catch the Starburst Radio Show every Wednesday on Fab Radio International at 9 p.m. Hosted by the editors of Starburst Magazine. I find their lack of decency and common sense disturbing. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Dracula. One thing alone we lack. 
Our souls indeed have fiercer hunger than the body's need. Oh, happy they that look in loving eyes. The harsh world round them fades. The master's voice in sweetest music bids their souls rejoice and wakes an echo there that never dies. We love stories. Across the world, 24 hours a day. This is Fanboyian International. Welcome back to Starburst Radio, Fab Radio International. Have That's we good. got? We've got Twitter activity. Yeah, we've got some tweeties. Okay. Uh, wonderful demonics. One of our regulars. Uh, he's saying he's he watched Stranger Things the other week with his missus. Yep. Uh, what an awesome show! Have you managed to see it yet? Hashtag eighties retro. Right. Lot, I haven't seen it. yet. A fair so. bit to say about it, and I will obviously of a non-spoiler nature because it's not quite percolated through the entirety of everybody that I know yet. Like so, um, well, it's one one of them in it. It was coming on, and strangely enough, I've been waiting for this for a long time, and yet when I mentioned it to a few people, they're all going, "Well, what is it? Mm. Never heard of it." So, it, I think there was just me waiting for this. Uh, I don't. I, but luckily, for once, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, so what I I took Paul Mount's advice and I watched right was it 112363 60, oh, 112363 yeah right it's hard to remember that the yeah. month thing that all you you our american viewers are all used to but drives yeah. me mad and um, even our listeners as well indeed viewers oh you know what i mean the people the peeps yeah our the our folk. audience Anyway, the I was I saw that and I saw it all very. I saw it quite quickly. I watched a lot of it over a few days. Well, I'd say about a week actually, and it was a riveting piece of TV. And I, I actually thought there won't be anything new that comes out this year that can touch this. This is really something. Are they special. going to do a sequel to that? I don't think so. You can't with the way it ends. You just can't. It, you, if you do, it'll be so. Utterly shite. It'll be untrue. Eleven twenty-three sixty-three two. Well, that's it. Eleven twenty-three sixty-four. You know, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. I mean, they shouldn't do one. If they do, they're stupid. But that doesn't stop people. Wayward Pines had a great ending. It was his own thing. It's come back. I'm not saying I'm not enjoying it. I'm a few episodes in, and it's got a way to go yet. But it's it's lacking that that shock value of the first one. And the you, you get, the problem is once you know what's going on the, the the good thing is it went half to halfway point then it did the big reveal and when i say the wayward pines big reveal that was a big reveal now good god imagine if the end of the prisoner that's what it actually was that yeah. would that would have been mind-blowing you know but at the end of the at the end of the day you know it it they got ratings and people liked it so they had to bring it back didn't they but the problem is you haven't got that big reveal so you know so there's not as big a hook like even after the big reveal in the other you've you've just recovering from oh my god so that's where it's set that's what's up with this 
it then carries on for another few episodes where you you're then dying to know what happens and now it piles up and, and what happens uh, towards the end and you how's this all going to be reconciled then it ends and you know this has come back and it's difficult to get as excited about it do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's they, they brought another character in because it, you can keep bringing characters out of the suspended animation and then suddenly it's somebody else's story like this second season of wayward pines is someone else's adventure entirely yeah. so you can keep doing that it's a good narrative and it's a good model to to do i mean it, it's a lot better for example than when they did the second series of under the dome and then you then suddenly yeah. you've got a full series of Under the Dome. It was supposed to be one series and then gone, same as Wayward Pines. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it gets to the end and they decide, oh, the ratings were pretty damn good, right, second season. And then you go, okay, well, it, it then they had to do an end that wasn't an end and turn it into a bit of a cliffhanger because you, you felt, it you felt that it was heading towards a conclusion and then suddenly it, it, you, you knew when they'd been told it was getting another season because it suddenly started to slow down again yeah. and then go to head towards a cliffhanger now the problem with that is they unlike uh, wayward pines wayward pines can just bring someone a family and a a new cast of characters out of suspended animation because they've got uh, all the creme de la creme all frozen in in these tubes yeah Yeah. so it's good but with um under the dome you into your second season a lot of characters have uh, passed away not survived the first season and you've got to get a new cast like you do with a second season and then they're under a dome so how do they get them we're in under there? a dome yeah <laughs> so then you've got to be you've got this thing where oh he was living in that shed just over near the yeah, the beer yeah. woods he'd never bothered coming into town you know yeah. like because you wouldn't would you and there's you a know. secret entrance underneath yeah, the, uh, the river yeah and and it was all shit like that you know now back trying to get back to where this started in typical um, Mike Royce manner I've ended up somewhere else and <laughs> we've we've got uh, yeah I'll, t- I'll talk about that I, I thought that 11 23 63 and don't judge me on this it's just a problem I've got I have it when, when I'm in the States mm. it is such a good job that no one uses checkbooks anymore because I would I would cane two checkbooks yeah. out there just by writing a checkout three times, uh, you know, just for to pay for something because I'm never going to get that. No. I'm never going to put the month first. It's not going to happen. And I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. So I ask, I literally ask, if it involves a date on it, I just ask the person to put the date down for me. Yeah. And I do admit it, and I go, because I just can't deal with your date month thing. It's well, you just write mad. it out into to words. It's not natural. To me, the small thing, the day, the larger thing, the month, the much larger thing, the year, that makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sorry I'm not having a go, by the way, you, you American people. I well, love you to it bits, up, but, it, but, it's not, but you, you would get used to our system. It's a lot better. Yeah. Anyway. So, stranger things. Yes. And stranger things. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> what, what it is, I thought, well, 11, 23, 63, be it. I said nothing new that comes along. I can't see it being any better. This thing started watching it. I was about 10 minutes in and I was just lapping this thing up. It it starts off it's it's got it feels like ET. It's got a lot of the goonies about it. It's got um a lot of the aesthetic of the early 80s, um the synthy John Carpenter vibe going on with the music. You've um, also got a bit of Lost Boys in there. 
and it's the, it's creepy, it's scary, it feels very Stephen King, very Stephen King. This, um, and it's it's just got everything that I was looking for in a TV show. And it's they, unlike a certain movie which somebody in the office actually likes, and some people I've heard are quite appreciative of of um, a, a bloody X Men Apocalypse, but I. I'm sorry. I I thought it was a bit crap uh, uh, for a for a for a film made in this day and age. I thought that was very poor, and I thought the it wasn't great. The effects and stuff were hit and miss, and you know the main guy looked like Ivan Ooze out of the Power Rangers. And but the problem with that, the biggest problem I had with that was the the setting of the eighties felt full of shit it felt yeah. contrived it felt bolted on they have a conversation about return of the jedi and about sequels and about how the empire strikes back's the best that that conversation never happened outside of a message board from within the last 15 years that did not happen people were not leaving the cinema in 1983 saying oh well that wasn't that good the third one but it's the second one that's the best one no they were they people thought that that was better for a long time before the internet came along and people started sharing their opinions and then and and that was it so so that's my stance on it where that it annoyed me so after then it was i was getting irritated by the setting you'd have them there with a t-shirt on that, that they wouldn't be wearing at that time the, the all of it felt unauthentic they were any excuse to put a bit of 80s music on or do something and it all it just didn't wash with me it felt it felt really lame now stranger things from the haircuts of the people the attitudes of the people the language the aesthetic the stuff that's in the house the cars every single bit of of stranger things transports you to 1983 you have no doubt it's 1983 you it feels like it it's it's brilliant you you are aware that there's no mobile phones kicking about this all the things that are, are a gift to a writer now right in a period piece of drama are all present and correct and as i said it feels there's some scenes where it just feels so much like a spielberg stephen king sort of uh collaboration it it's it's just wonderful this so that's a show. bit like eerie indiana better a lot better, actually. I I really rate this show. I I've heard some people not happy with it. I don't, I find that quite confusing that that anybody would not be happy with this. It, it's it's a deli- it's a delight to watch. It's a love letter to anybody who loved uh, the eighties, the era, the the you know that the bloody DVDs, the the VHSs that you'd go and rent. This is straight out of that. Even the logo. When it comes on with the music, uh, it sends a, sh- a shiver up your spine because it feels like you're back then. It feels like you're 14 watching some horror movie that you've just rented for, on VHS. And, sure. and, and even the logo and the way it looks, looks they, everything they nailed on this. And the cast... They've got these kids in it that are acting the the socks off that are great, and I don't like child actors to be honest. A lot of the time, they're bloody ridiculously crap, aren't they? Sometimes, yeah. but the girl who's playing Eleven, who's got like basically superpowers in it, she she is an extraordinary actress. I don't I don't know. I've never seen her in anything before. She's an extraordinary actress, and and anybody that has not seen it, just get Netflix. Go round to a mates with Netflix if you haven't got it, and just get watching it. It's eight episodes. It's not even asking for much of your time. 
Now, where do I stand on the fact that halfway through watching this, I got the bad news, Martin? Go on. Well, what do you think the bad news is? Oh, let's see. It's got a sequel. It's got season two. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Halfway through. Now, it has an ending. It's quite a definitive ending. I don't know where I stand on this being another one. This really needed to be a lovely eight-part series, a, a, a story that stands right on its on its own. So I don't know what's going to happen with season two. I don't even know how you could have a season two to it. But Stranger Things, I would ha- highly, highly recommend Stranger Things. And it's on Netflix right now, eight episodes and... I don't think you'll regret that. Well, I'm going to catch up with it, yeah. So there you go. We'll try and get through some uh, emails now, and, and that'll probably take us to the break, actually. So we've, we've still got to go through trailers and what's on at the Starburst International Film Festival. And uh, let's have a look now. Um, no, that's someone asking for a lift. <laughs> no, it actually, actually is. Yeah, yeah. It must have been from before. <laughs> who emails at radio station asking for a lift Johnny Evans is saying Spider-Man has been rubbish the second one was not even a car crash it was a pile up yeah I couldn't couldn't agree more on that as you've probably heard Uh, Derek Owen saying the worst by far films of superheroes have been the Superman films all terrible all have the obsolescence of Cold War all American apple pie nonsense Mm, I can't agree with you on the Chris Reeve ones I had a soft spot for them growing up and I think a lot of people thought they were very important part of a lot of people's childhoods of a certain age but the the latest ones I don't think they know what they are those films the the DC ones the Man of Steel was just tediously shit you know and him him turning up in Batman v Superman again it's a version of Superman that I don't I don't buy just don't buy it Sunil's saying the CGI of Spider-Man must be the worst example I've seen in a movie. Was it done on an 8-bit computer or something? Yeah, can't agree. Again, can't agree more. The that those scenes where he's fighting Electro were just straight were just straightforward video cutscenes. I mean, the video game cutscene bit as well that was when he was fighting um, the Rhino. That was terrible. Yeah. You know, did, 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 how can you wreck a character like that? I mean, that that was a ridiculous aesthetic that they gave the rhino in that as well. It was, um, yeah. Mrs. Denji's saying, was it Chicken Tikka Rock that made you vomit? I do not remember you saying the other week, or was it two ago? Also, what what's the parking lot for the film fest? The Denji family all have tractors with garavans. Well, we do have parking. We do have parking. Um, yep. It'll be all, all available. We'll be contacting people nearer the time, yep. showing them all the details of that. But there is parking. And I said at the very end of the show, this is why sometimes when the music goes off, maybe you need to listen just past because sometimes something happens and sometimes something doesn't. And last time... Easter eggs. I revealed that it was, in fact, cheese and tomato pizza flavour rock that made me hurl. And I bet nobody's that surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Mary Dale's saying, I always thought that the TV series UFO would have been great for a film. The series went on and on and never seemed to get anywhere. It had moments of tension, mystery, and just needed a good script to tie it all together. What do you think? Well, UFO was in that era of television where you didn't have story arcs, you had standalone episodes because TV companies, when you were sending these episodes out as a when series... they got syndicated. Yeah, they? Yeah. They, they, wouldn't, they didn't want to be stuck 
to putting them on in order, which might seem really stupid now, but but back then they they couldn't be bothered. They thought that was just too much of a. A lot of a, the time they ended up as filler on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, so and that that's it. They wanted the flexibility of being able to put an episode from any point on. And I'll be honest, sometimes it was that crap over here that you'd be watching it, and then the following week there'd be an episode on, and it'd be from another season of the show. Mm. Like you'd be watching one season of Star Trek, it could be from the first season, and then they'd just throw another. Like whenever they did put a run of something on that's a repeat, they never put them on in order. No. And as I say, the you would be watching it one week. It's so I haven't got a great example, but I, I know it's it happened lots of times where. You'd be watching it, and there'd be a character that's that's uh, not in the show anymore. It'd be back in it the next week yeah. because it's from another season. You see, and and now you'd never dream of doing that. They'd never get away with it. But UFO was great. UFO looked great. I met and Denji saying shit music. Okay, Denji, sorry about that. I'm sure there's something well, else you could be, be doing. Be listening to some more um, music. The, the music we've been playing has been great. Yeah, but UFO, um, it was one of my favourites, and. But, uh, that's, I spent a fair bit of time with Jerry Anderson talking about that and, and he told me it was it, it really or absolutely was but I got the impression that he had a bit of mixed emotions on it because his his wife Sylvia did a lot of the you know the the purple hair and all some of the iconic the costume designs so yeah. it was known for that and I think that had more of a touch to it than a lot of the stuff that Jerry did so it wasn't even though he loved it, I think he had a conflict. Yeah, because everybody just opinion. remembers the hair. And yeah, the... but the, the the actual ships and the stuff in it, the designs, the UFOs themselves, the noises, the stuff, th- those were iconic stuff back in the day. I loved it as a kid. Oh, yeah, couldn't yeah. couldn't believe how good it was. But Peter Jukes says, uh, "What what's happened? Why are there no good horror films made anymore? Is it because the world has got scarier than any fiction and people just want escapism? I think you've got a big run of superhero films that are dominating the box office at the moment. I mean, from someone who's trying to put a magazine together, it's hard work for me because me and Martin, we 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 want to put a wide variety of stuff and put some horror films on the cover and all that, but there's that many superhero movies that everybody's so intent on seeing that we have to cover. And horror films, we this the horror best horror films now like uh, are you've got to look seek them out I, I find that the lower budget ones are better some of them yeah. and I particularly over the last year or two I've enjoyed The Babadook if you yeah, find that that's excellent that's a, a really really good horror film they are out there they are making good horror films but you have got to try and you know watch out for them I like to think that if you regularly read Starburst magazine or listen to this show we are more than happy to point you in the direction of the good shit as they, <laughs> as, as the kids call it um, I think we've got to go for the news now but we'll oh, be yeah. back we'll be back with our opinion on these trailers the rest of the emails some more on Twitter and then we're going to talk about the film festival This thing has been frozen in ice for 20 million years, so I figure it must be lonely. From the dawn of man comes Schluck! A beast from 20 million years ago stalks the streets of today. A love stranger than King Kong. A monster more powerful than Godzilla. See a small California town learn the true meaning of terror. See the police and National Guard powerless before the awesome creature. Can nothing stop it? Can anything stop it? First, birth of a nation. 
Then, Gone with the Wind. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Love Story. The Godfather. And now, Schluck! Schluck! Widescreen color, rated PG. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest running magazine of cult entertainment. We have been going longer than Empire or Total Film. Just saying. Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar. Why not pay us a visit in Manchester? For your night out, anything else just isn't fab. Across the world, 24 hours a day. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And did you see the almost Clark Kent way that I just slipped back in behind the desk and got ready just, just as the music finished? I did, yeah. I'd just been saving the world. I'd just put my cape away and everything. No, I, I've actually just been setting stuff up for the film festival. So we, we just employ, I've, I've, gone nepo, I've gone nepotistic. Yeah, well. Is that, yeah. a, is that a um, Russell Brand word or a real word? Well, they can't put you away for it yet. He, he uses words like pretentiosity, doesn't he? And, <laughs> yeah. and really, no, everybody I, does. I, I make up, I make up words all the time. Oh, I got annoyed once, right? I just opened Roadkill in, and it just explained to everyone Roadkill was just a rock bar. Okay, it's nothing sinister. And Roadkill was above Fab Liverpool, and the priest literally on Hope Street, where it was, you had a cathedral at one end. Uh, the Paddy's Wigwam, they call it, yeah. And then the other uh, the other cathedral, that, that's the C of E. So mm. Roman Catholic there, C of E, either end. So, you know, and there's a couple of prayer groups and uh, sort of churchy sort of groups in some of the buildings on the road. But, you know, I just, he, he objected to the licence for Fab Cafe Liverpool. The priest, priesty boy, mm. cost me eight grand in legal fees because he put an objection in. So I had to employ solicitors and we had to go and fight this thing. So we went to the hearing with the licensing. And the guy, and they went, oh, what, what have you, uh, what, why are you doing this then? And he said, and his, his, his statement was, and this is the first time that I got, I started to get annoyed with people inventing these words, yeah. Mm. He just said, yes, um, the opening of this bar and, and the uh, bar that's already in situ uh, as, as roadkill, and he actually put it like in block capitals with exclamation marks like well clearly you know that's evil and he just said this is inappropriate and an area and area i'm getting worse an area of such high religiosity and i thought <laughs> so it's synonymous now anyone with an osity at the end yeah, yeah. gets me annoyed because i think back and then and him do you know what he, he had so they said so why are you objecting then and he went, well, because you have something called roadkill on a road with these two um, cathedrals. And then he, he said, yeah, but this is a license for the Fab Cafe in Liverpool. And you didn't object to the license for roadkill. He went, yes, because I didn't notice the, the sign. Uh, I would have done something. And, and I'm, I'm like, oh, God, God, you know, I wanted to strangle this priest. Right. Uh, he was a real clown as well you know he was yeah a proper like some caricature off a, a sitcom this guy and then and then he just he said well yes um he said so you don't really have a problem with uh, fab cafe i mean it, its imagery is all um 
pink and blue and, and moving memorabilia. What's the problem with that? And he goes, well, yes. And they goes, but what about roadkill? It's got blood smeared on the sign as well. It had, actually, to be fair. Yeah. It was a bit... And it was real blood as well. It wasn't real. Mm. <laughs> it might have been the blood of a priest if yeah. we'd have got round to a, a, a refurb. No, he, uh, he, that's, I just don't understand. Ossities. So there we go. So let us let us have a look at what, what emails. Us... And then we, we're going to try to get through the everything and... We may get time to review a movie after the next break. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. And I think you'll probably guess which movie it, it, it is. But we've got a bit of a trek ahead. So. One step beyond. Let, let's boldly it. move on. Yeah. Um, boldly. John G's saying, Stranger Things are to garbage, just a Goonies remake. Um... FGS reverting my uh, see, see, I'm sorry you don't like it that's a shame I think it's I think it's good I know a lot of people I know sort of you're the first person John that said they don't like it oh yeah I mean no it's not Goonies remake I, I thought it's more if you, you could accuse it being more ET than Goonies he, the only thing about it is the kid with the missing teeth in it he is like very much like one of them Goonies kids. He, he's almost straight out of it. But I don't think it's a risk. I've got nothing to do with Goonies. I don't think I'll have to. I'll have to watch Goonies again. <laughs> I don't think it. This was a lot more scary. Sarah Barrett saying, "I know I'm slow. I've just been watched. I've been watched. Binged. Watched. Let me have a sip of this. What with that? Yeah, that's the neat vodka. Again. How professional am I? It's a can of Red Bull." trying to stay awake she's saying I know I'm slow this is Sarah Barrett but I've watched binge I can't say it what is wrong with that word in binge right I'm going to start again Sarah Barrett says I know I'm slow but I've just binged what that's why I can't say it because it's binge watched and she's put binged watched yeah. And my head's trying to correct it do as not, I'm saying it. Do not call our listeners I'm because they've not I'm said not, it right. I'm not. She probably typed it dead quick. I'm just saying I was trying to read it and it, my, my poor brain, that's all it takes for my brain to get yeah. confused. She's oh. just been watching... <laughs> God. Yeah, we know what she's been right. doing. Right, yeah. Right. She's watched very quickly. She's watched the first series of <laughs> Mr. Robot and enough to say oh. it was fantastic <laughs> and what an end, can't wait for the rest. The rest is upon us. It's here. Yep. I haven't seen any of it First yet two well. episodes I've seen, and can I say, it's... I don't know where this new series is going, because the weird thing is, the end of the first series of Mr. Robot was pretty much the, the biggest point you could get to in this saga, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, uh, everything Again, that they wanted to do actually happened, Talking didn't about, it? you know, one and out, that would have been yeah. great. But... but, yeah, you were right to watch them quickly, all yeah. at once. In a binge. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Good Lord, I'm I finding out some real psychological issues I've got. It's the heat. Yeah, I'll put it down to that. Lost See, I, it. I tried to watch it the other night on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. And they've got uh, the Prime Stick thing that yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. upstairs. Yeah. And I put it on and there was no sound on it and it really annoyed me. Yeah. Have you hacked your Prime Stick? Uh, have you got it? Have you got it all? I've, have you got all stuff on it you shouldn't have? There might be. Uh, Seeing as you landed me in it with Cody the other month. There might be Cody on it, I think. Don't say that on here. I'm joking. I didn't expect you to say yes. I, I, don't I thought I was it. just trying to make you awkward. I, I've, I've, no, why would I? Chris used to do that. He used to. Re, I re, and he knew it made me 
it through me because he'd, he'd go, so where have you watched it then, no, knowing see, that something's not look, out? I am wearing a T-shirt, which stands by my thing. It's, uh, every time you torrent, God kills a cinema. And I don't believe in God, so there you go. Well, that the the only fact the fact that God does not exist is the only reason that you've not destroyed lots of cinemas. Then I suspect. Oh, shut up! Um, <laughs> lots I believe of, it. Do not torrent, folks. Lot, don't torrent. Yeah, do, we, you, don't torrent. Uh, it cannot be torrent. Like I was going to try and make a word up that said yeah. tolerated, but torrent rated. Yeah. Nah, I'm not on form today. Oh, it's bobbins, not on it? form. No, it's like a mess. On a, it's such a mess. Loss is saying best TV series by a country mile is Outcast and The Preacher. See, Outcast. Everyone's saying watch Outcast, so I'm going to watch Outcast. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go for it. Okay, I'm going to watch Outcast, and uh, that's my next because I've, I've lost still, a lot I've of shows. Still not watched Preacher yet. I've lost a lot I've of got shows. To catch up on. Yeah, I've lost a lot of shows, mate. A lot of shows have gone. You you haven't kept track of how many have gone. Loads. Yeah, yeah. Like my calendar's getting empty. I might you know. I might have. Sometime when I actually get to just live and do nah. stuff, might do. Um, but I've got to say, yeah, he's talking about preacher. Preacher is definitely not everybody's cup of tea. It really is not. I mean, it's it's beyond weird. But to me, it just happens to hit my funny bone. It just amuses me. I enjoy it. It's good. Does it and, tickle you? And the the fight, there was a fight in it, Martin, right, the two two episodes ago. It's the one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was so funny. It was comedy gold. You and you, I can't even describe it to you because it won't make sense why it was funny. No, that's 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 the best sort of humour that you can. Absolutely mental. Yeah. It, it is crazy. I mean, I'd watched that with Charlie, and she's going. God, you didn't I mean she's like, and this is in the and I said no, this it's even sometimes it's even weirder than the comic book, which is odd. Um, evening all, this is Mr. Paul Mount, Mounty's pack, absolutely with you, Stranger Things. Thank you, oh God, thank God, someone's. I thought this was the point, the point where I suddenly realised that I'm the only one who likes it. <laughs> I knew nothing about it beforehand, and I'm loving it. Six episodes in, I'm rationing myself a bit, and only two to go. Think it must have overtaken eleven twenty two sixty three as my show of the year. Wayward Pines 2 is okay, but just seems a bit reheated and not as essential as first season by any means. Toodle pip. I got to agree with that. That's exactly how I feel about it all. David Geldard! Hello, sir. Our warrior. He is here. Greetings, Moonbase Alpha. Whatever happened to Victor Bergman? Uh, well, according to, uh, uh, you know, the only play, Victor Bergman was the sort of science character, the Mr. Spock of Space 1999 in the first season. Second yeah. season came along and he wasn't there. And that was because literally they got a rejig. They had to get rid of some people they could no, no longer afford, get a cheaper, smaller cast and a different set that wasn't breaking every five minutes. Yep. And they got Fred Freiberger over who'd done the third season of Star Trek without realising that he's the guy who actually killed Star Trek. Um, and that was it. So in, in an annual, believe it or not, David, the only place you can find out what happened, there is an annual, Space 1999 annual, I think it's a 78 or 79, whatever, and in it, they had the story and they, they actually explained in the annual what had happened to these people and uh, cool. they said that he basically died of a heart attack and oh, and someone else had uh, was killed in a um, in an eagle crash or something, one of the other characters, and they basically said that there was a, a meteor strike that damaged um, the command centre, and then they, they, I think it was main mission, they had a big main mission set, and then they changed it to a smaller little room called the command centre or something. Mm -hmm. I might have got it the wrong way around, but uh, basically that's why the sets all changed as well, because there was some asteroid that hit the moon, and if you can track down that 
that particular annual, you will be able to read it. It'll be one of the annuals that was out. There's not a lot of them. Matt Quinn saying, do either of you remember Roger Damon Price's The Tomorrow People? Remember it, Matt. Matt, I live that. I love that show. Uh, the, The best theme music to a TV show and the the what a scary ass opening credit sequence it used to have with that hand Um, the, you know, it's been remade twice now, and each time they failed to get what was so cool about it. It was almost, it was, it was the X Men, almost the way they all band together and it, there's a secret underground base underneath the tube with a supercomputer running it all. I mean, its only problem watching it now is the stories are fine, but my word, the budget—they had no budget. But for a kids' TV show. And he's saying, I was trying to explain it to our mates, says Matt, and he continues, in the pub last night how good it was, but none of them knew it. So I thought I'd ask you, and hopefully you two think it's worth watching, even now, as that might persuade them that I'm not talking shit. No, it's worth watching, if you can watch it. Are you the sort of person... If Right, if you're the sort of person who watches old episodes of Doctor Who and can't stand it now because it's all got lines around it and it's all a bit ropey and a bit creaky... Um, and you're, you can only really get your head around the new Doctor Who now, then you will not enjoy the Tomorrow People. But if you can watch old classic Doctor Who and enjoy it and rate, suspend your disbelief at some of the crap that you're watching on screen, like, you know, rubber dinosaurs and stuff, then you will enjoy the Tomorrow People because it's, it's got, got atmosphere a, and acting. It's got a cracking theme tune. Oh, God, it's, it's, a, it's a spine tingler. Um, Harry Harrison saying, Mike, I do value your views. However, Stranger Things is not good by any stretch of the imagination. But you're right on the acting. It's Sunday afternoon waffle. It's really contentious, oh, this, isn't yeah. it? That, but that's good because... It's it, really contentious, isn't it? Getting people talking. Mm. Loz is making a prediction. Um, you heard it first. Doctor Strange will crash and burn. Ooh. That's fighting talk, that, isn't it? I'm, he's one of my favourite characters in Marvel Comics. Uh, if they get it right... I'll be over the moon. If they do actually screw it up, I'll be very, very upset. I was worried until I saw him in the actual costume made up. Cumberbatch, I was dead disappointed when he got it. And now I'm all right because I think he looks the part. Now, how is he going to be in it? Who knows? I thought the trailer looked good. Yeah, yeah. Because it's opening up another part of the Marvel Universe, isn't it? Because you've got all the supernatural stuff as well and you've got all the, the occult and all that you can... It's a totally different ball game. Yeah, yeah. And he still crosses over with the other characters, you know. Um, Mounty's saying, UFO is right there in my top five TV ever list. Endlessly rewatchable. I'm impatiently awaiting Network's Blu-ray set, which is due sometime later this year. I may not sleep until it's released. I'm sure we'll get an advanced copy of that, won't we? So I take it Mr. Mounty's getting that one. No, get no <laughs> you, can, you wouldn't begrudge him of that. Uh, Mike Savage that goes... Fuck yeah. UFO. I'd forgotten all about that. The sound effects and music really drew you in and the cars too, like DeLoreans before they even existed. Brill, they were even ahead of the time with the purple hair. That's right for a remake. It was, yeah. Hey, the weird thing is, 
it was set it was filmed in the ni- late 60s and when it was released 1968 i think the big big shocker was that it, it the beginning was set now well then 1968 contemporary time and then they um, they cut flash forward all the way to the future 1980 and it yep. came on the screen 1980 and everybody had them cars and they and the hair and the, we'd got a base on the moon and we'd yeah. done all that and we're not far off the pro- well the problem is martin it's it's like yeah, you got to. You can't just have tw- twelve years ahead. You've got to you've, do it at yeah, least, at least a 50, couple of lifetimes. Yeah, fifty or sixty or seventy, hundred years. You know, you've got to do that because you, you're twelve years. You're there. Well, you're there in no time. You look at Blade Runner. That's set. What, when was it? Last year? Year before? It's 2017. Oh, it's next, next year. year yeah, right. next year. Well, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a lot of things yeah. that are just you know. Yeah. And oh, another email, and they said, "Then we we might have time to quickly talk about some trailers, and then the next part we'll try and do a review and look go through the film festival." But we're we're yeah. running out of time here. JC saying, "Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown is about to be cast in a lot of projects with a small number of lines." Brown gave an incredible performance as Eleven. That's the girl I was talking about. That's why I really liked it because because of that. The way she subtly yet movingly conveyed fear, sadness, doubt, love and yearning for connection will stay with me for a long time. She reminds me of Mia Wachowski, Jodie Foster and, yes, Winona Ryder. Um, I do, I do, yeah, I do. I'm surprised that so many of these people saying they didn't didn't like it. But no, I, I think it was right. just what I was looking for as well. Because they're a bit fed up. And what I mean, one of the main bloody reasons, I had to sat, sit through a lot of quite quite shall we say harrowing horror films because we're we're on the panel obviously i'm on the judging panel with martin and a few others uh for the starburst international film festival and there have been some quite harrowing horrors and that's easy for you to say it is i didn't get that one wrong tonight. didn't get that one wrong <laughs> and and that so when yeah stranger things was kind of like oh here yeah, have some stranger things mm. take that inflammation out of it you know <laughs> rub uh, that on yeah because I, I watched one i don't want to get too far but the lighthouse i'm not going to get into too much but it, it's a it's on at the starburst international film festival it's a very very intense a very well acted and intense feature mm. i'm not going to say that that's going to be getting any award or anything i'm just saying we we're don't know tra- yet we've not, tra- not we've not got them all in yet and it's you know it's a it's a group decision indeed a... it is but yeah quickly before but, but mount is a big fan of that film oh well that the the atmosphere was unbelievable but i watched it in a bad mood i was really fed up over a few bits and bobs i was feeling a bit so you know when you sat down for feeling sorry for yourself over some stuff and then you go right i need some take my mind off stuff bang put it put it on and it pretty, I was pretty suicidal by the time I'd watched that. <laughs> I mean, Job done. I mean, the, the, there's not, there is not one happy moment in that film. Not, not one. No. I mean, no happy moment. I mean, I, I thought the road was bad, but hell, in a good bells, way. You know, oh, the, the road is one of my favourites. It, the road is an intense movie. You know, you, but you can't sit and watch it loads of times. It's not. A... It's bloody hell. You know. A popcorn and beer film. No, it bloody isn't. But yeah, just quickly, just before we go to the break, I say trailers. The um, Train Spotting 2, Doctor Strange, Kong Skull Island, Wonder Woman, Godzilla Resurgence, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and The Defenders all all landing about the same time. Have I missed any? Uh, um, that's about all of them, isn't it? And, and they, did you do the like, Star Trek Discovery? Um, oh, getting on to that. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. 
that well it's not so much a trailer though it's a te- it's, it's a render yeah, of, like of a the tease, ship it? Yeah. um the ship looks like a klingon that's a klingon arse end uh, arse end of a klingon <laughs> ship well, it's clinging with, on. A, with a Star Trek uh, Enterprise saucer section at the top. Yeah. It looks it, doesn't it, don't you think? It's a bit of a, yeah. Because of the shared technology, have they, or something? I, I think that know. might be it. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? Well, it's, it's interesting. It looks very Klingon, that ship. The, Star, the USS Discovery. So, Star Trek Discovery, it's called, the yeah. new Star Trek. Yeah. Are you excited? I am. Uh, I love Star to... Trek on TV. Uh, it'll work better on TV. Yeah. That's not a spoiler to our review. Yeah, we uh, might be we might be talking about some other aspect of Star Trek like, just after the break. You never know. But uh, what about? I I thought the Doctor Strange trailer was good. Yeah, had a great gag at the end. Oh, that gag's so funny. The the Wi-Fi password gag. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's it's awesome. What I did didn't think I was going to like, but I I have now officially moved to cautiously cautiously optimistic. The Wonder Woman trailer wasn't bad. It was okay. It reminded me a bit of, uh, of the Captain America one. You're setting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, you know, I love that stuff. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I loved Captain Although America, they've, they've the gone first out Avenger. A bit too much balls out with yeah. the action rather than. Um, yeah. Luke Cage looks like it's going to be very good and, yeah. and it looks like it's going to carry on the sort of vein of Jessica Jones. Um, Iron Fist, you didn't see much, but it certainly, again, feels of the same stable. And then that little teaser of the defenders so yeah. I, I think the defenders it was going to be a punch the air moment when all these start getting together yeah as long as then next couple of series are the same standard as yeah. what we've re- they, seen they already, ain't so. dropped the ball yeah although some people were disappointed with daredevil like, what did you lot think of the second season of daredevil i quite liked it, it wasn't some as good pe- as the first mm, that's what everyone's saying i still had its moments though yeah i, I mean that moment where he fought all the way down the stairs in one one shot and mm. then came out the back door it was brilliant that bit I really enjoyed that but yeah that's it Train Spotting 2 not really a trailer you just basically saw them all doing the pose that they did on the poster all yeah. them years ago but now looking how they do but they're not that much they're not decrepit so it might actually be worth watching it's another sequel can't be asked Oh, you, 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 God, you're so writing for the wrong magazine then, aren't you? Because we've got nothing else, but that's all that happens Sequels, around here. remakes. It's all that happens, though. It's not our fault, is it? But you should make the most of it. You're missing some good stuff, you. When I'll you see it. take that stance. I'll see it. I'll just. Yeah, monk. but you see it and you make everyone else suffer because you've had to see it, though. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. You've got that monk on when you do it. Oh, another one. Another one. Bloody hell. But what gets me is you, you go and. You keep going seeing the same band over and over and over again, and not. What's wrong with that? I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, but you, like, they don't do new stuff, do they? Of course they do. No, they don't. They do. Well, it don't sell. It does. They went does to it? Number, they went to number two. Number two in what? In the popular charts. When? With what? This year. This you, year, I wrong? missed that. Well, there you go. You see. I watch the time. <laughs> I listen to the charts every week. Actually, I'm quite, quite <laughs> cool for someone my age. I'm, I'm uh, obviously not. That well, I have cool to. I've got, to, I've got to run a nightclub, haven't I? You remember? I've got. I've got to know what's out. But they, well, I tell you, that must have been a ninja move because I don't recall James getting in the charts this year. Yeah, they did. Number two. Oh, I think I so, better sit down. Oh, flip off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been waiting to do that. Right, we, that's that's that done. We're going to be back with the film festival in a moment, and we'll tell, try and convince you if you've not made your mind up why maybe hanging round with us reprobates for a weekend might just be what you need. 
Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Award 2015. All the girls know it's not the size that counts, but they go nuts when his private parts become public property. It's the biggest excitement ever. Watch out for Vincent Price and size up Elkie Summer in the comedy whopper of the year. It's not the size that counts. Rated R. Starburst Magazine, issue 427. Available from a newsagent near you or download to your tablet today. Across the world, 24 hours a day. And welcome back to a jam-packed Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Yes, we just cannot fit enough in. I have that problem all the time. Indeed. Um, one more email, Mrs. Jen, saying, what happened to Ar- Artie Fuffkin? His name was Artie Fuffkin. Yep. And he disappeared a, a while ago, two years ago. Years since we've heard from him. He used yeah. to always have a go at Chris Hayes. For yeah, see, Chris his... isn't here anymore, so he probably listens to uh, some other show. Oh, right, yeah. And annoys them about their action movies yep. and all the rest of it. Yeah, we, we've, one thing I didn't, I just want to quick th- talk about the trailer for Kong Skull Island. Yep. Good or bad? Uh, it was better than I expected. Why? Why? It's why? A sequel. Why? Remake disappointed? Sequel. Why? It, it looks like they got the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. No, for a trailer, it was really good. I didn't enjoy, and and I'm, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I did not enjoy one little bit the um, Jackson remake. I thought it was a bit lame. I I like the '76 version because he ends with him on the twin towers and yeah, yeah. battling. You know, they they brought it up to modern time. I thought it was pretty good. I think I thought uh, Jessica Lang was great in it. Oh, absolutely! Um, wonderful film. Everyone, everyone really quite likes that shower scene in that. Yeah, why just not? Saying. I know. It's all, all good, isn't it? So I thought he came at the right up, time. But he's a big, he's a big, big, big bugger, isn't he? He is, yeah. In this, he's a, a lot bigger, this Kong. And he? he's huge. He's like Godzilla sized, isn't he? He's like Conga. Yeah. Remember Conga? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not yeah. the dance. No, no, I remember Conga. It's a lot of stuff. Do you remember Mighty Joe Young? Of course I do. Yeah. That was uh, Willis O'Brien. Wonderful. That was, oh, the, that was one of the first seen the remake. Yeah, that was rubbish. Oh, dear. But uh, that was one of the first films that uh, Ray Harryhausen worked on. Oh, right. Because he was a a protégé of uh, Willis O'Brien. Oh, well, there you go. And and we've got Ray Harryhausen's uh, legacy. We certainly have, yeah. At the uh, film festival. We certainly have. And that's that's what we're going to say. But Kong, no, I'm just put my two penneth in. I hope it's as good as the trailer looks because I liked all the stuff on on Skull Island yeah. in the original and I think that was a shame when they missed it off the um, the 76 version and I don't think they got it quite right with the, uh, the the Jackson one and I think this could be a very modern remake and what I do like about it is it exists in the same universe as um, Gareth Edwards uh, Godzilla movies yeah, which so, is what it's leading to so we're going to have Kong duking it out with Godzilla and I can't wait and I the, love I, these I, monster I, movies I just want them Two blocks dressed up in costumes, though. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get that, and not just with ping pong balls. You're not going to get. You're not going to get what you want. Yeah, the, the, the world's moved on. Well, I'm going to stick moved with on. 
Godzilla Resurgence. Actually, resurg- uh, Godzilla Resurgence by Toho Studios does look like it's still a man in a suit. Yeah, it, it, lo- does. it looks fab. It does, but I, d- I suspect this Kong will be a CGI creation of some magnitude. Mm. So. Demonics has just tweeted on, on the subject of Kong. Oh, yes. Uh, the trailer showed too much, which leads me to think the film will be crap. Totally agree with that as well. But I do, when you say the tra- when people say the trailer showed too much, you don't know that they've showed too much until you've actually seen the film. Yeah, so yeah, I find it a circular sh- argument. There should be a hint of the creature rather than actually. Didn't see him. You got saw the legs and you saw the proportion then. Didn't see him. Didn't see his face. Was it you don't know. Human face. Then? Don't know. I'm you just saying. You haven't CGI'd the face. Yet. Skylined. When I refer to being skylined, is the you know the ultimate of of that where everything you saw you saw in the trailer and the actual film's a load of crap and there's and not it, much more than than the trailer in and it terms makes you of feel like effects. you were going to get more than you were yeah absolutely and that is but you can't know you've been skylined until it happens because if you go and then suddenly go oh all this was in the trailer and everything else that's not in the trailer is boring that's that's the epitome of being skylined and and that's why I say this Kong I mean you, I don't know I don't you don't know what well, we action sequences there's going to be or there's, there was no signs there's going to be a lot of time with Kong on screen doing stuff and being fighting and you know when when you've not seen I'm, I'm assuming does it end on the island or does it or do they again capture him and do they bring him to New York like then, they do but then what's the point that's just a remake well I don't know what's going to happen do you but there were no scenes in that trailer in New York were there no. They shouldn't be. What do you mean they shouldn't be? It shouldn't happen that way. Well, they should well, learn. Well, it's by the a re- you know it's a, but you know it's a remake of King Kong. Well, no. It's how, so how can it not? It's it's meant to be a continuation, isn't it? What? How can it be a continuation? Well, you know, on the same. He's thing. dead. Yeah, he's a new Kong. It's a... What do you mean he's a new Kong? They're going back to the island, aren't they? No. I thought this was like you know we've heard of this mythical creature called Kong. We're going to an island. Oh, I don't. I don't think any of them have seen. Even worse. It's not a sequel to the nineteen thirty-two bloody <laughs> one. Is that what you think? You think no, it's not, following on? If it, if it was a sequel of the original, it'd be awesome. But it's not a sequel to anything. This is another. This is oh. we're starting again because but that's that's makes it even worse. Well, how could you have thought it's a sequel when at the end of every version of King Kong, because he gets killed and he falls off a building? Because it's not the same Kong. Well, then it's not... Well, it wouldn't be called Kong then, would it? That might be his second name. Oh, there's something... <laughs> I'll tell you something... Hey, I'll tell you something else I bet you've not seen. Oh, there's a challenge here. He's seen everything, but I bet I've got him here. Go on. Um, have you seen uh, King Kong Lives? I have, actually, yeah. Oh, bugger. Nearly, because you're the only other person who has. Yeah. You saw it with me. No, basically, at the end of the 1976 Kong, for some reason, back in the 90s, um, it was decided, oh, we need a sequel to that one that that was a box office flop and no one went to see. Yeah, yeah. So he did a sequel to that, and King Kong was still alive, and he got, he managed to recover after falling off the Twin Towers. And um, the, he basically, the way he wakes up, not very happy, and then, cut a long story short, he finds... Mrs. Kong and the other baby Kong. Have you ever seen Queen Kong? I've not seen Queen Kong, actually. It's got Robin Asquith in. Oh, how can it have him in it? Because it has. How can it have him in it? And what's he doing? Cleaning a window and then and then he notices a naked Kong no. getting getting dressed. He, 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 what's what's he, happening? His character's called Ray Fay. 
What uh, are you selling to me here? And uh, it's, it's a le- legendary bad film, but it's good. It's I, all... I've, I've got a DVD of it. It's great. Oh, well, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I mean, Rulerlesque, isn't it? Oh, it's bad then. It's going to be dreadful. It's, it's a legendary bad right, Anybody of a certain but, age knows Rula Lenska, I can tell you, when, when you know she's in something, you, A, you've got a 50% chance of Dennis Waterman turning up at some point, and B, and B totally shit. Ah, except, and we've just uh, shot ourselves in the foot, what? she's in the Christmas episode of Inside Number 9. Well, I'd better not say any more. Because <laughs> a lot of people from that are coming, and that means that there's a chance that she might turn up, which I wouldn't. I'd better keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Can we? Re, uh, we'll probably take that out for the podcast yeah, version, yeah. actually, because yeah, anyway, Queen Kong. We've got Rule Lenska in it, and she's great. Yeah, I love. I love her. I think she's brilliant. I'm glad to hear that she's in it. She's an actress that I particularly admire. Yeah, that that that, that works well. Mm. Just paste that over here. Um, right back to the Starburst International Film Festival. We've got day tickets on sale so for tw- 25 pounds and 50 pence seriously can't i just give them the 50 pence no. um 25 pounds and 50 pence um we are pedantically asking for these day tickets <laughs> a uh, they allow you to have a look and if you cannot get the entire weekend off because it's friday the 26th of august saturday the 27th of august and sunday the, the 28th. 28th of August. I think we should have done it the Sunday after. It would have been a really shock, big shock, that wouldn't yeah. have got it wrong. No, so we've got stuff on all them days. Now, some people might want to go, oh, I can't afford to come to the whole weekend, or I can't get time off, so maybe I'll just come to one of them and you've got to make a choice. Well, if you go on starburstfilmfest.co.uk, um, you will see all of this if you don't remember some of the stuff that I mentioned. But on the Friday, we've got panels. We've got Peter Beale. Now, he's an industry legend, but he's the guy who politically greenlit Star Wars and also allowed Des Skin to do issue number one of Starburst magazine by allowing him to have exclusive rights to Star Wars materials, and and that was it. We've also uh, got Virginia Hay turning up who's doing a, uh, a a screening of Mad Max 2 you've also got Psychomania restored totally beautifully restored and an interview with the star Nicky Henson who's who's going to be there you've um, got lots and we've got a lot of things on that we're doing in coordination with the BFI as well and the BFI are, are presenting a lot of uh, chilling shorts and curios here's some of the screenings of the movies that are on on the Friday Gattaca, 10 Rillington Place, restored copy. Body Double, again, restored copy. Psychomania, restored copy. Mad Max, Gothic. Dracula AD 1972, you know why that's special if you listen to this show all the time. Dr. Jekyll, Sister Hyde. The premiere of a brand new Hammer documentary. The Lighthouse, a film called Tossing Myself Off. And it isn't what you think it is. I'm just telling you. But it has stopped me putting it on on the Saturday, the family day. And it could have been on then. But they called it tossing myself off, and you'll get why it's called that. But it isn't that. I'm, no. that haven't made any sense. That, that, that makes right? sense to me. Yeah, Dead Town, Poltergeist, Smile Again, Jenny Lee, Desolation. These are all all new uh, features that are, are, you know there are, are different genres and different. I can't go into them, but there is one one of them that I guarantee you will really really enjoy because it's. It's just bloody awesome, and it's the great Papio Mache boulder is actually really heavy. It's yeah. it's a really really good 
how can you put it? It's a love letter to the um, Flash Gordon era and yeah. the, and sci-fi. It's and, not so much a spoof as yeah. a uh, yeah as a pastiche. So as you say, we've got Legend of Black Diamond, Gothic, Pender's Fen, Guilt, and, and we also Speed have, uh, of Life. Caroline Munro and Martin Bezik. Yep, we stars do stars of the two Hammer films that we're showing. That's right. And um, Des, Des, Uncle Des, is coming down to spend some time with me, which I, we all love him when he when he's here. It's great. And you've got Dick Fiddy, Edward Russell, and, uh, and there'll be more people added to that. That's the Friday. So the I've got to say that the Peter Beale, um, all about how the force was created, how, all about the uh, the politics. You want to see the unknown story of how Starburst, Star Wars, and Starburst yeah. actually came into being? Then this is this is the guy. Um, Saturday is a unique beast because you can get a family ticket for this day and between 10am and 6pm it'll be family focused stuff so everywhere you go in there there'll, there'll be a lot of stuff that's suitable for a family and then after 6 o'clock we just go crazy and it's all, all tits and blood and, and, <laughs> and chainsaws after that point um, family tickets are £40 and that includes two adults, two children and if you've got any further child tickets, you can get them for five pound each. So if you've got you and two, and you've got four kids, you can get the family ticket and then buy another two child tickets, and it's only fifty quid, and everybody goes. That's a load of people. Um, again, on that, we've got Peter Beale doing another version, that, and he gives you the entire history of how Star Wars got made, and his collaboration and his his relationship with George Lucas, and how it all came about, and and also tells you the story of how how Starburst came to be. So it's a very, very good good thing. Uh, the new episodes of Thunderbirds 1965 are there with Stephen LaRiviere and David Graham, who played Parker. He's there, so you'll be literally watching these three, for the, these new episodes that, that have been lovingly recreated that you cannot, and, and everybody who's seen them says, you cannot tell that they were not made when the Thunderbirds was originally made. They're, they're on. Um, at 10 at 10 we've got which is two live commentaries celebrating the debut season of the 10th Dr David Tennant and it's uh, joining us for, for that you've got Phil Collinson, uh, Toby Whithouse and uh, K9's creator Bob Baker they're there um, school reunion will be followed by Doomsday and you've got uh, Phil Collinson again and Graham Harper doing uh, the director doing loads of talks and then the big one, a really big coup for us inside number nine special season three preview and steve pemberton and reese shear smith's follow-up to the award sinning award-winning other series award sinning bloody hell they might enjoy um, and it'll be screening season three uh very soon from september but you get your chance to to watch the um the one of the episodes uh before that so you're the, going to be the first people in the UK to see that show Q&A sessions and Steve Pemberton himself will be there along with Graham Harper the director and series producer Adam Tandy so that's great then Ray Harryhausen The Lost Treasures as part of the family day the Ray Harryhausen Foundation will be showcasing models and test screen footage and stuff that no one's ever seen before and it's going to be like uh, having a pop into Tutankhamun's tomb, This I've been told. The, the stuff is absolutely amazing. It's also going to be a, a screening a short film, Ray Harryhausen and Me, narrated by Tom Baker. Bob Baker, the writer of Wallace and Gromit, will be uh, introducing the, the Wrong Trousers. 
Katie Manning is going to be doing a live commentary of Death of the Doctor. Caroline Monroe will be back again. Uh, on uh, She will be introducing The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. And then the BB, BFI DVDs are going to do a load of children's film foundations, sci-fi fantasy films. And you know, there's just stuff like The Glitter Ball with a Q&A by the director, Harley Coakless, and A Glitch in Time, which starred Patrick Troughton. Um, the, some of this stuff's not been seen for a long, long time. Is that right, Martin? Well, it's, it's, you know? it's been available on DVD, yeah. but it's not been shown yeah. for a long time. we got Manga with Akira and Ghost in the Shell. Um, Gangsters at 40. Uh, Philip Martin in conversation with Dick Fiddy. It's it's about uh, this 40 years of this. But I see, I've not seen Gangsters, me. It's... Um, a surreal thriller from the late seventies. I heard all about it, but I've never got round to watching I, I it. Know so I'm quite a big fan of that. I'm film. quite excited about that. Then we've got Cancellation Crisis, Doctor Who season twenty-two. We we look over with Eric Soward, Philip Martin, and Graham Harper, and go through the dark times of the hiatus and all that. Comic showcases and master classes are on throughout. Screenings include Aliens, The Glitter Ball, Monster of High Ponds, A Glitch in Time, Boy Who Turned Yellow, as you said, Golden Voyager Sinbad. You've got stuff, Galaxy Quest will be on. Um, that'll be a, a real treat, that, because it don't, you don't often get to see that on the big screen with lots of people. Mm. Um, Innsmouth, The Rocketeer's going to be on. Um, there's some movies like uh, Blood of the Tribe Aids, uh, Vampire Resurrection, Death to Life. In the Mouth of Madness is getting a screening and there's many, many, many more that you can see. One I particularly like is for a laugh is a, the short called The Dark Laugh. And you never and quite a lot of the people from these brand new features and shorts will be actually attending the festival. So you'll be watching their films and they'll be wandering around having a drink with you and, yes, and so it's a very informal Film festival. That's what we're trying to make it. And so hopefully that you they'll be out there to ask, answer a few questions if we have time yeah. to, to do a little Q and A with them all. Yeah, as I said, you've got again Uncle Des is with us for the whole weekend. So there we got. I've got Lawrence R. Harvey, our mates, coming down, and we've, you've got Christopher Priest. He's going to be here. Um, you've got Caroline Monroe again. As I said, Bob Baker, and and I can't stress enough these talks by Peter Beale. You may not know who he is, but it's like finding the fifth Beatle, this guy. He he is so important to Star Wars and the stories he's got. Then we've got Sunday. This is one one that I'm really excited about. And you've got uh, John Glenn, um, and he's going through a career retrospective with Marcus Hearn. He's the legend who did six... He literally directed five and worked as... Um, head unit head second unit on uh, quite a few of them and he's going to be playing his favorite james bond film so he that's going to be on and that's licensed to kill there's going to be a screening interview and he's going to be reflecting on it all there's going to be a q a and you're just going to go this is a guy who's been around the industry at the right time so again you're going to learn a lot peter lamont is the um, is the producer who uh, name some of the stuff Martin he's done he's, he's done loads hasn't he oh god yeah, he's, yeah. Um, he got, he's done work on Titanic we forgive him for that but the one that he's <laughs> mostly here for is Aliens isn't he yeah so we're going to have a screening of Aliens with him the big one being human Toby Whithouse is going to be there and he's going to be playing his favourite episode of being human and talking to you about it um, 
and yeah, we as I said before, the alien screening where we, we you will have Peter Lamont and the guy who designed all the Space Marine stuff will be there with him talking about it. There's going to be a Red Dwarf Eleven Series Eleven interview and special presentation with Doug Naylor. Now that's a big one. That's a huge one. And there's lots of other stuff going on. Again, Peter Beale's doing another talk about what's about what is it to to be a director or a producer he's going to explain the industry from start start to finish so if that's the sort of stuff you want to do then we've got a battle truck screening with director harley coakless with a a q a on all the and so some of the screenings you're going to get to see is uh last man on earth don't you recognize me peelers bedazzled from the 60s the original banjo aliens license to kill um and there's as i said lots and lots of guests there but then you have the big one on Sunday evening, the Starburst Fantasy Awards 2016, and we're going to be awarding a number of categories that you can find all on the website. And as we speak now, me, Martin, and the rest of the panel are going through all these movies so that we can get the right ones. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. And we're so, open to bribes. Yeah, so I won't go through it ever that deep again. That was just to give you an impression now because you've got four weeks to go and you can make your mind up. If you want to come, go to starburstfilmfest.co.uk and I hope you think it's very, very cheap for what you're going to get that weekend. It's very, it's, We're literally trying to do it at cost almost so that we can just get a very, very, very special celebration of genre cinema together. And we can. I also want it to be a great social so everyone can mix and meet some of the people. And it'd be nice to meet some of the readers. We're looking forward to uh, seeing you. There's a lot of people said they're coming and, and me and Martin could not be happier. Absolutely. And... Um, Mounty's just said um, about King Kong Lives. He's just sent me a picture. He's got uh, he's got the DVD there. King yeah. Kong and King Kong Lives well, on one DVD. Reader. Yeah, on one DVD. He's, he knows. Imagine so, the compression on that, though. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're very funny. <gasps> We've got five minutes to do, I reckon. We can finish a few minutes late and do... Uh, yes. Star Trek Beyond. Hit Star cinema. Trek Beyond. The uh, title of it drives yeah. me mad. I, I it's didn't, like madness. Star Trek Into Darkness. Everyone probably knows. Didn't like it. I love the first one, but these are theme park rides. They're they're action movie versions of Star Trek. They tried to do a crap sequel to Wrath of Khan, a remake of Wrath of Khan, rather in the second one, which you should hate. Then, of course, and did. Um, and it was appalling. It was dreadful. All set up just so you could have the irony of Spock being the one that goes Khan. Mm. Oh, it was eat your fist bad, and one of the most gratuitously sexist scenes that I've ever seen in a motion picture and i mean i'm talking about the not knowingly you when, when you see stuff like jess franco and stuff like that you know what you're getting in for but a mo- mainstream movie to treat one of the female characters in the way that that did it was jaw-droppingly sexist and, and quite rightly it caused an outrage oh, so yeah. that film was only only really got on people's radar for all the wrong reasons then for some reason, it didn't harm the zeitgeist of this rebooted Star Trek, though, because, believe me when I say this, the cinema, where it, within the, a day of it being released, the cinemas were pack, getting packed out. I yeah. mean, very busy. It, it may drop off, who knows? But, again, in my opinion, I'll, I'll stop in a second. I'll just give you the initials of mine. I think it's better than the second one. 
I don't think it's quite as good as the first one because the first one was telling a, a, telling you an untold story how, how they all got together and all the rest of it that we hadn't seen before because when you first meet them, they're already on the Enterprise in the TV series, so that was good. Again, I loved Carl Urban as, as um, and, and Quinto as Spock, but Urban, he nails McCoy. To, it's like he's channeling um, DeForest Kelly, uh, like from a seance where the guy's on screen. He's great. Um the film was an action movie. It, it you knew it was that guy from Fast and the Furious. Even if you didn't, if you didn't know, and you did a guess, you'd go, "Is it that guy from Fast and the Furious?" Because it felt like it. Just Every, didn't like, yeah. yeah, he just felt like him. It just did. And I, I got, I got a lot of entertainment out of it, and I enjoyed watching it. But I don't think it's as good as the first one. And I've got, and I'll get into a couple of problems after we hear from Martin. Uh, absolutely echo everything you've said there it wasn't as good as the uh, first one it was better than the second one but then that wouldn't have been hard mm. uh, but far too much comedy in it I think I think they, uh, they what they did from watching it it feels like they tried to address some of the complaints about the second film and they, they did get a big backlash so so big in fact that the guy was replaced what's his face um oh what's his name now jj's mate oh yeah uh, yeah the writer he got he basically he gets booted off it because and he he went yeah he, he went on a weird twitter tirade of abuse against the fans for not liking it instead <laughs> of apologizing and going oh sorry you didn't like it whatever he was there trying to apply to it was the writer's strike it was the this it was that he made a fool of himself and ended up having to take his twitter account off well they now, all do that nowadays yeah well they need it's to your not fault do it for not being bright enough to like it this is why i don't you know I, I i don't think twitter's a great idea when you're really famous and, and i know that that's ridiculous because that's, maybe when you're prone to a drink or something well if you are a person that doesn't drink that much and is always in control of his temper Twitter is fine and it's a very useful tool for you communicating with the masses when you're quite cut off from people and you've a certain level of fame I guess but yeah if you you can't control yourself you shouldn't be on Twitter and that guy could not control himself so and he lost after that rant on Twitter he was very quickly binned and he's not got much of a say in this, this version it feels very much like an apology for the for the second one, and it's all. I, it, but but I've got to say is that I'm not giving away too many spoilers. But the Enterprise is yet again getting bombarded and blown the shit out of within seconds of the. Well, sorry, within ten minutes of the film starting, much, yeah. and and again, like it nearly got blown to pieces in the second one, and the the, the all the trailers made it look like it was crashing where it wasn't quite. But it was as good as blown to bits. How the hell they repaired it after that? I've no idea. The first one. The um, the they just blow they they like to blow the Enterprise up now. Uh, when that you had the first time the Enterprise was blown up was in Star Trek Three, in search of Spock. You'd had three. You'd had a TV series. You'd had two movies prior to that. You'd seen the crew of the Enterprise over a twenty-year period, and the destruction of the Enterprise at that point was a real big jaw dropper. It was oh my god, they're really doing this, you know? And that was it. Now. You can't. You, we're not invested enough to care if if you're going to do that sort of thing in in these films because you've not given it a long enough run. Uh, this begins at the beginning of the three year mission, 
So there's another problem I've three, got. Three of the five, yeah. Yeah, three of the five-year mission that, that they're on, the five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. The, the thing is, it's a five-year mission. We've had um, an origin story. Then at the end of that, he seems to be flying off into this five-year mission, but really, it, the next film, he loses the command of the ship, gets it taken off him, spends most of the thing trying to redeem himself, and then he gets the uh, he gets the command back, and then he's off on the five-year mission. So you think, great, great. Well, a very protracted two-movie... Uh, intro. Origin, yeah, yeah, intro. And now we're off. And then this film starts. Oh yeah, we're three years in. The journey's nearly over now. Yeah. And you go, when this this is what Bond did, and it's what Dark Knight Returns did, and it's what I refer to as a Swiss cheese trilogy or a Swiss cheese saga, where you have a, a all the best years of and all the best adventures are all off screen, and you're just supposed to imagine them all. And and they at the point when like with with um, the Daniel Craig's Bond. In the first one, you had his origin story. The second one was part two of the Casino Royale stuff, picking up all the strands and finishing that off. Then you think, oh, well, now we're going to get him as James Bond, being being James Bond. Yep. So that what do you get? Skyfall starts and it's the end of his career and he's burnt out yep. and he can't shoot straight and he's a mess. And that's what I mean by you, you feel like... And then the fourth one, Spectre comes along and it's the end. It's the final story, very much written as if, well, that's the end of that. So the the adventures of James Bond take place somewhere off screen in between yeah, yeah. all this. The same day, Dark Knight Returns. We had Dark Knight, that's the Batman Begins, then the Dark Knight, and then uh, which is takes place directly after the Dark Knight. Uh, it's after Batman Begins, yeah? Mm-hmm. You get Batman Begins, then Dark Knight. The, at the end of Batman Begins, he's told about the Joker, shown a card. Next yeah. time, next it's all about the Joker. Then he go, he buggers off and retires at the end of the second one. And then the next one takes place eight years later, and he's completely wrecked. Mm. And there's no explanation how he got those injuries because he quit being Batman at the end of that one. And again, Swiss Cheese Trilogy, when was the epic story of Batman? Yeah. It was somewhere off screen that we didn't see. And again, this starts again, three years into a five-year mission. You ain't seen any of it. Yeah. So all we're doing here, I mean, we're so bored. Filmmakers and the audience as well must be so bored and, and so impatient that we start and then we rush to the finish. It's, we it's, just go from start to finish. We don't tell any stories in between. It must be the, the new internet sort of mindset where everything's yeah. got to be instantly done. But the end of a story's only got gravitas if you've led up to the end. Emotionally, can, yeah. Like, like the yeah. end of this, and it's a slight spoiler, so turn your ears off and count to ten. The Enterprise <laughs> being destroyed in this film would only have resonance if you followed it all that way. And and it's got not much resonance because you've not seen it in action much. You've only seen the first film when he, he gets it. Second one, he gets it took off and then he gets it back. Then he goes off the mission. They miss the three years where they're off doing all the crazy stuff that happened on the TV series. Yeah. yeah. And now we're at the end and the ship, there you go. Done. And then, and then this is almost a rebirth again. And it's like, Jesus Christ, can't we just tell a story? 
Yeah. Can't we have a story where it starts off, the, the ship actually remains intact? Why is the Enterprise such a cool ship? Why is it one of the most important vessels? Why is it the flagship of the Federation? Because to me, it just seems like it every every five minutes, it's getting blown the shit out of. Yeah, it's very destructible. Yeah. When at one point in this, he goes, the shields are down. And I went, they've got fucking shields? When <laughs> I haven't seen shields be stopping anything in, in any of these films. Every time some bad guy shoots at the ship, there's a big hole blown in it and yep. loads of the crew just casually sucked out into space. That's all you see in these films. And and whether or not you really enjoy it, you can switch your brain off to this film and enjoy it just as a Star Trek action movie. But I find these are... They're like theme park rides, these films. Yeah. And uh, and they lack depth. They're dumbed down to the point where you they they are they're just simple entertainment. Yeah. And I think that I think that the perfect recipe for Star Trek in the cinema maybe not not having Star Trek in the cinema. I think it works brilliantly on TV. Well, you bo- get it bodes well for discovery, yeah. doesn't it? So. Yeah. I think that um, Star Trek at its best for me was is when you're watching a whole so many years of a, a show and slowly the building with character arcs all the characters and the 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 show's changing yeah. and then you know and they, then in a show like that if one of the cast dies or leaves the show or the, the you know if the the ship or whatever that's the main thing gets destroyed i remember watching deep space nine and, the, and they lost the the station that got totally overrun and they had to leave mm. and you're like oh christ but that's because i've watched five seasons of it and i knew yeah. all the characters yeah. But you got no depth here, and and then you add. We were talking about this big reveal that that Sulu's gay. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, the, those scenes are really nice. These that two was scenes really well. And it if was. We have heard that spoiler beforehand. Yeah, it would have just been ah yeah. right, okay, and you'd yeah. just gone, oh, that's nice because they're a really lovely couple. You know, him and his his, his bloke, and and it's they've got a daughter. Down your it's not, yeah, you know. but but even that, they had to act like, oh, we're doing something really big. Hey, man, I thought, Christ Almighty, you know, it's yeah. it's it's not that big a deal. It's twenty first century. Christ, yeah. so yeah, I've got issues with it. What would I give it? I probably I was expecting seven on the safe thinking it'd be probably better than the last one because the trailer certainly looked a bit better and I'd probably give it a six out of ten uh, I, w- I was probably thinking more five because the last one was rubbish mm. uh, I would say six or seven mm. seven being fair seven being nice because it was I enjoyed it it was an enjoyable few hours and I will even, probably even watch it, it again too forced comedy wise yeah I will probably watch it again I, I will I will only end up watching the second one if for some reason I'm watching all three of them or watching the set of them in a row but and the news that we were going to give you anyway it, it, it has no matter what it has taken they, they, the advanced buzz was such that they've greenlit the Star Trek 4 movie yep. uh, straight away and they've also said JJ said no we are not recasting um, Yelchin uh, unfortunately, so Chekhov will not be alive again in this series of in this incarnation of Star Trek. That character is now going to be written out of the series somehow. He's not said how. They, they might just make a reference that he, you know, with yeah. all this thing, he's going to stay with his family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that'd so. probably be better rather than kill them off or anything. Yeah, yeah, it may, it may well be. I prefer it when they do that. I hate it when they 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 have them. Oh, there's been an accident. Sorry, transporter accident. Yeah. 
his his um, his his bollocks ended up in one place. His his legs ended up somewhere else. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, yeah. It, these ways of doing it, they have to be sensible though, because the the guy was. It's like anything. He, he everybody says that they really love the guy a lot more because he's passed on because it's affected them yeah. and the shocking way he died has affected people and, and his affection has grown and people's appreciation of him in films has grown because of it and I know I did I, yeah, I yeah. thought with Only Lovers Left Alive that I thought was, it was his, wonderful that's his standout one for well me. it is and it's one of my favourite horror films of the last ten years so yeah. I'm I'm pretty chuffed with that and I'll get to see him a lot because I'm going to watch that a lot so that's all you can say. So there's Star Trek for you. I don't know if uh, if uh, you're thinking of going seeing it. I I I'm not saying you shouldn't. I think it's you should. It's worth seeing. Yeah. It's worth seeing on the big screen. Yeah, the 3D was never in there. So. Yeah, but it's not. It's not mind blowing. It's. It, I mean, I like the new character in it. That's one other thing I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Point. There's a new character in it, a warrior lady who's kick-ass, really tough, formidable yeah. character. Not really as interesting. As she was in the trailer. No. No, not at all. She's actually pretty good. Mm. Um, what did you think about the use of modern music? In... Uh, that... Oh, sorry, so they refer to it classical Yay. music. Uh, because they did refer to it like that, that, they got away with it just about, but it was a bit lame. I thought you'd hate that. I just thought <laughs> I'd throw it out there. Yeah. You, know, you know how it is. I do like the Beastie Boys, though. Oh, that, well. That album, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's nice. Um, people will understand that it's... I can't tell you, but... The music's quite significant in this film. But that is the uh, music I can hear then, so it looks like we're out of time. As I said before, there's other stuff going to be announced. I'm not going to give you a big hard sell again on the festival. I just wanted you guys to... No, I'm not going to go that deep again. I'll only mention if we have any anything important that gets added to it. So that's it. Starburstfilmfest.co.uk and we really, really want you to be there with us. I've been Mike and he's been Martin. And we will see you next week.
listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio, brought to you in association with Arrow Films.